This is a special episode. I'm Jude, and I'm here with Hilda. Can I say something? Yeah, say something. Let's Hey, you can cut all this part out. Let's do let everyone know I'm mad. You're supposed to give me a proper introduction. That's not how you introduce me. Start again. How am I supposed to introduce you? <laughs> you put all my credentials there so that we know. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hit or Miss podcast with Judah and Tomiwa. Tomiwa is not here today. This is a special episode. I'm doing this episode with Hilda. Hilda is a friend of mine that I consider very, very smart and very, very insightful in a lot of things. Now, we're going to be doing a podcast, a, an episode on the current happenings in Afghanistan and what it means for the rest of the world. There's other countries that are dealing with the same problem. Hilda, please say hi to everyone. Hello, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I don't, I don't know how long this episode is going to last. I, I hope it doesn't last very long because, to be very honest, this whole topic is very, very nuanced. It's deep and it can stretch on for hours. But I'm just going to try to cut it short. <laughs> exactly. So I did some research on the whole Taliban thing, and then I, anyway, let me just ramble through the history. I saw on one blog on the internet. So the Taliban came to power after the Soviets left Afghanistan. And apparently when they first came, the people of Afghanistan welcomed them because they upheld Islamic values and ensured like there was safety in commerce and stuff like that. So basically the economic stability of that country prospered while initially under the influence of the Taliban. And then, by and large, it now casted stuff. It got violent. There was a lot of things that people didn't like. The fact that the Taliban went too far when it when it came to keeping the peace, public executions, amputations, forcing people to do some stuff that they don't want to do, outlawing other religions, stuff like that. So, when the whole World Trade Center shit happened, nine eleven, and you, the USA got intel that Osama bin Laden and the Al-Qaeda are hiding in Afghanistan and the Taliban had given them refuge. They Afghanistan to, you know, flush out the guy. Apparently, he wasn't even in Afghanistan at the time. So they came to Afghanistan anyway to try to, you know, sh- they brought democracy with them. The thing lasted for 20 years and in those 20 years, civilian casualties were many. They killed a lot of people. I remember the one that really touched me. I think it was 2012. That time in our country, we were thinking about the whole Chibok girls thing. And then, I don't know if you remember this, Hilda. The whole, the girl, that Malala girl from Pakistan that they killed when she was, was she going to school or coming back from school? She was an activist, a child activist. And they killed her, the Taliban killed her. So it didn't generate world outrage because of that. That's the briefish. Okay, now, recently, 2020, although there have been talks on the U.S. troops pulling out of Afghanistan. Joe Biden said by September, I think, all of them should be out. So, Hilda, do you have anything to add? Okay, I just want to ask a question. You're going to cut all this part out, like all this rubbish that I'm saying. If you put it, you will die. I just want you to know that if you put it, you will die. That's all happened. All right, no problem. Um, Like, I'm not understanding what exactly the U.S. Army was doing there. Like, I still don't know because all this thing, if uh, eventually the Taliban was able to get like the, um, what they call it, the political seats of Afghanistan, which is Kabul, 
I'm not understanding what the American army has been doing there. Like, because I don't yeah. see the point. <sighs> Let me count them. Because this, this issue is actually very touchy for me. So, like, I feel the thing is, the U.S. did not go there because, oh, they care about democracy and this and that. No, they went there because they have interests. Interest. In, interest. No, interest. <laughs> uh, interest. <laughs> They don't give it out. They do. Some of them kill civilians, so they don't care about the civilians. Ah, like definitely, they kill civilians as well. They just use that old oh, think about the uh poor women in Kabul. Think about the children, the women. They don't want to talk about the men because after the men are animals now. So <laughs> they don't be like think about the poor women. Use the emotions behind that to drive that. So you would think that they are there for a sensible reason, but I swear to God, they don't care. They don't want the civilians. They are there because they have interests. But that is by the way. Okay. When I first heard the, uh, what they call it, the Taliban, like I've gotten, they took over Kabul. Them having Kabul is basically, they have the entire country now. That's the way it seems to me. Like they basically have the entire, although all the terrorist groups are different and they have their own different beliefs, I feel like all of them kind of intersect. Like what Boko Haram wants and what ISIS wants and what Al-Qaeda wants is very, very similar. That's the cow guy that they say he keeps dying. Like I heard, like wasn't it <laughs> months ago that he died again? But he, let's just let's just assume he's alive. <laughs> that guy they reanimate. <laughs> <laughs> let's just imagine that he's alive. So maybe something happens yeah. and he's looking for presentation somewhere. Can he just go to Afghanistan and just stay and they will let him? And nobody will be able to do anything about it. That is the fact. Because nobody wants to go to Afghanistan. It's the same way nobody wants to go to North Korea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although there was this guy, there was this guy, he, he went to vacation in Afghanistan. And during the whole evacuation thing, he was looking for a plane out of the country. Luckily, they were able to evacuate him. But then I was like, of all places to visit in the world, you chose Afghanistan. Really? But see, let me tell you. I'm actually, I should not be judging because I really, really want to visit North Korea. So I should not be the one saying of all places. You want to visit North Korea? The only reason I want to visit North Korea is because I'm curious. There's no curiosity for me in Afghanistan. Like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what's I going know what on there. Mean. Apparently, the whole Taliban thing allegedly came from Pakistan. They were an Islamic school of thought originated from Pakistan then from some funding from some Saudi guys gave them money for arms. They went to Afghanistan and they didn't just take over Kabul. No, they had been advancing into the capital for some time. In fact, from the beginning of this year, I think even late last year, that's when they started their advancement. Because once the US troops started pulling out, they now took that as you know encouragement to start advancing into Kabul. So they started out on other districts in Afghanistan. And Kabul was, no, I don't know if Kabul is the last city to fall, but I think it's the last, because it's the capital city. So apart yeah. from the effect of this thing, it has set back struggle for emancipation of, you know, that have been oppressed by the rule of the Taliban. You see women that can't go to work anymore. Apparently they said children from 10 o- and above cannot go to school if they are female. Then women must wear their burqa outside and must be accompanied by an adult male member of their family. If not, they'll be flogged and sent home. If you steal your hand will get amputated, 
stuff like that. So the whole thing is coming back. But what is interesting, because from what we have seen on social media nowadays, it seems these guys are the fun <laughs> Taliban on memory go rounds. They're even going to the gym. <laughs> so I don't know. Is it that they are rebranding the whole thing? Because I don't understand. This is something that well, I wouldn't imagine well, the Taliban. To... Yeah, you're my own opinion. Of that. So, like I said, it is really just all propaganda. This, you know, when I saw it, it reminded me of what Kim Jong Un did when he came in came into power. Like normally, the um, dictator's family is a very secretive family. You don't know anything about their children, their wives. But he made his wife very, very public. You see them in public, holding hands, hugging. So people were saying that, oh, maybe this one is actually a human being. But we were wrong. This one is even worse than his uh, predecessors. Is worse. So. I feel like after maybe a couple of months, we will start to see that this all that rubbish was just to deceive us, and these people are going to be even worse than they were in the nineties. To make people believe that okay, well, we are now a progressive and forward-thinking set of individuals. We are going to respect their rights to you know freedom of association, freedom of religion, freedom of employment, and stuff like education. So it seems like they are trying to throw off, throw us off their scent and trying to make us believe, okay, the Taliban, they were bad before. Yes, they were bad news. But nowadays, I mean, these guys are going to the gym, they are licking ice cream. Yeah, all right, they're all right. Let's let's get them back on board. And apparently, the USA is now on peace talks with them. Wow. Has already even recognized them as a sovereign government. So it's 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 scary because I feel it is going to give encouragement to other militia that are foiled by religious extremism. Imagine the case we have in Nigeria now where there's Boko Haram. They will hear the news in Afghanistan and they will be like, Wow, this is what our brothers could accomplish. Let's pull our effort, you know. And then the fact that our exactly Exactly. And the fact that our country, our government is not stepping up to the challenge, is not rising up to the occasion, is not even encouraging. Because I don't know if we think we should just sit by and expect foreign help to come to us. So what we want is basically another a replay of Afghanistan where US troops will swoop in and try to keep the peace. It's not going to work like that. There's going to be casualties I think- and cultural <laughs> U.S. should not even come. Like, I, I feel like U.S. has this um, elder brother problem. I don't know if there's a particular name for it, where they're just going to countries, I know, and try to help them, but end up making it worse. So they should just, you know, where they are. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, I agree. I just really hope that this country can, you know, rise up to the occasion, because this state of things in this country now is just it's terrible. terrible. Very, very bad. I'm afraid to travel. That's that's one of my legit phobias now, and it's because I am in Nigeria and in Nigeria, I'm scared of traveling. Oh God. Like um what do you call it? You know, for my second semester, I have to go to a French speaking country because you know I have to do that. So like yeah. I was thinking that how would I travel there? Like, do you know how scared I am thinking of how I would travel there in this country? Just uh no. I'm just happy we're not even going to Niger. Because if we're going to Niger, we'll have to pass the north. <laughs> so the Taliban lies on the side of conservative extremism, while the USA lies on the side of progressive extremism. And it made me think, yes, we all know that the Taliban, they are bad guys. Let's just 
get the argument for now. Now let's focus on the fact that the USA, the, with their you know with their progressive thing and everything, they want to swoop in and make change that will happen that will take effect immediately. That's not it's not possible. It's not possible to go to a country that for a long time they have been fighting. They have Jude. been fighting progressiveness. So one issue I have with the USA and many progressive governments, especially the ones that have the power to interfere, is that when they swoop into a country that is in crisis, they want to make change that takes effect immediately. And that's not really possible because you will find out that there's going to be resistance from all sides. First of all, the people will not even trust you. You are trying to disrupt their culture. You know, you're not even trying to dampen it a little. They are just trying to eradicate it totally and bring your own. It's not even, it's not possible. You are supposed to find a balance, a middle ground where, okay, well, these guys can come, bring elements of their culture that they feel they need to keep, they have to keep, while we come and also enforce elements of our own progressiveness that we feel is essential for people to feel comfortable and feel entitled to, you know, fundamental human rights. Like, let me use this example with Christianity, for instance. Christianity came and was fighting the pagan religions at the time. The pagan religions were adversaries at the time. Instead of Christians, early Christians, that is, instead of them to just go on a witch hunt, we did that even fucking crusades. Instead of them to go on a witch hunt for pagans, yeah, they tried to bring in elements of paganism into Christianity and they made sort of a hybrid religion that made yeah, every yeah, side I, get what you're I think they should have. Yeah, they should apply that sort of theory to this whole thing. Yes, the Taliban, they are bad. But now, what, what do we have? They have seized power. Every single, like, um, post about it is always like, oh, think of the women and children. And I feel mm-hmm. like that is a very Western and racist view on things. Because women and children are not the only people in that country. Women and children are not the only minority. They are, what they yeah. call it, they are shy Muslims there. They are Hazaras there. And yes. these people are oppressed by the um, Taliban. Taliban. Do not yeah. talk about it. Just wiping away their oppression as if they do not even exist. Most people don't even know these people exist. That is the problem. Exactly. All they are saying is women and children, women and children. What is it? <laughs> I, think, I think this issue comes from the fact that there is not enough information on the topic. So people don't really do that. People are just taking it as what they see in the media. Normally, with every crisis, there is always the factor of women and children to consider first. Then secondly, because of how the media has portrayed it, and even that's probably the reality of things, 